Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, Pox. This is Crypto137 tuning in to Should I Buy It, Though? The Human Podcast. This is Nick Venice Peridium. Ugh, I can't do it. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. Tis I, were... Invader TJ! <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh no, I'm the unimpressive Amanda Fagasta. I'm sorry, I don't have, I don't have a good, so I don't have a good one. <laughs> and I'm Nick number 138. Welcome to the podcast. I was gonna say this was the perfect opportunity to go, I'm Nick 136, and I'm Nick 137. That's what I thought, too. Damn, I missed out on a good, like, Lilo and Stitch reference. And in case you couldn't tell, we are going to be reviewing Destroy All Humans, the 2020 remake this week. The second week I had to do with (laughs) sci-fi. True. Yeah, so we're, we're visiting, or we are talking about the remake of the 2005 game destroy all humans released in 2020 uh for context i have played the game to completion same yeah and it's it's just me and tj this week <laughs> yeah i watched the whole game though so i've i've seen it i haven't played yeah. it but i watched it all and i've watched chunks of your streams i've also watched chunks of streams TJ, have you had you ever played any of the original Destroy All Humans? Yeah, dude, I played the first one, the very first one. So it was just kind oh, of, really? Okay. Yeah. I had played the second one okay. tons when I was young. I never played the actual original, though, so this is my first experience with it. So I'm curious, uh, let, let's open with the big question, and I think it's a relatively easy question to answer, but uh, how did you feel that they did of recapturing the spirit of that original game? Um, I think it was cool. I thought it was weird that they would bring it back after so many of the first games, and then they kind of went out of business. But uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting, especially when it's just like a just like a straight up remake. So you have like the, all the old jokes because the original one came out like hopping on the the curtails of like South Park and being kind of crude, and mm-hmm. it's definitely an interesting time for this. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, um, my impression at least is that this is, in terms of like quality as a remake, is a fantastic remake. Oh, it's a great remake. Yeah, it, we'll get there, but I think it's almost too good of a remake in some ways. <laughs> um, uh, let's open with, again, since this is a remake, I guess, let's talk about uh, how it feels, performance and, and visuals, just all the little aspects where you would expect to see improvements over the original game, stuff that we might think are different. Um, how did it run for you? And how did it look? How how was it seeing it with the upgraded uh, 2020 graphics? Did it run smoothly? Um, were you impressed at all? I played it on PS4. Um, it looked really nice. Um, I don't know about impressed, but we're kind of at a point where this is like to be expected at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not like breathtaking like ghost of tsushima but it looks nice yeah i played on pc and uh one of the things that for me was just that yeah it looked beautiful in that like cartoony way it's it's stylized yeah and i 
a lot of times I almost kind of prefer that. Like I like seeing like a unique art style, like something that finds its own, you know, where it's designed in a way that you can't really see the shortcomings of tech in replicating real life. I think sometimes that looks cleaner than maybe uh, a slightly less technically proficient uh, photorealistic game. Yeah. So I thought it I thought it looked fantastic. Um, constantly, art-wise, like the art direction for this game, and I'm sure, you know, it has to do with the original uh, team's work because it really is just an updating of that. But I thought that the design direction of this game was fabulous. I... I really loved the character models. Uh, I really loved all of the loading screen art when you would load into a new mission mm-hmm. or like even afterwards, like the newspapers and all the stuff like that. Yeah, I really, really liked just looking at that. If you watch my stream, literally every single mission when I'd load into a new one, I'd be like, look at that art. Look at it. It's beautiful. Uh, and when you see certain like alien artifacts and whatever that are there, I'm like, look at that cool design. It's just fun. It's just fun to look at, I think. Nothing like it when games look like games. Yeah, because we, we reached a we, we, we reached a point where it's just like you don't need it everything to look like a movie. Uh, and and that's a big thread uh, throughout my experience with this game is just that it's content to be a game. It's not trying to be bigger than what it is. It's silly. It's goofy. It's lighthearted. It's relatively short. Um, and it's just like go have fun. Like go be an alien. Go pull people's brains out of their butts and laugh. And, and that'll be that. Like, don't think too hard about it. Um, and, and certain aspects about that were really nice, uh, I think. Uh, as far as performance goes, I'm curious to see how the PS4 version ran. Because for me, the PC version ran really well with a few notable exceptions. The very beginning ran like hot garbage. Oof. It was the opening cutscene, like when you're first talking to Pox. And, like, setting before you even get control of the character at all. Yeah. The video was super choppy and laggy. The The audio ran smoothly, but, like, it was never synced up. And, like, the video would lag and stall for a few seconds. And then it would speed up to try and catch up. And then it would chop. I was like, what is going on here? Especially because since it's an opening cutscene, I'm pretty sure that's pre-rendered anyways. So I was like, I have no idea why this is, could be lagging. But... Beyond that, I, like once I got past that initial cutscene, everything ran smooth as butter. Uh, I had an initial crash about an hour into the game on stream, but nothing life-ending or anything like that. I, I don't know what was up with the game at the start, but after that, I never had any other issues with it. The only thing is, during the very, very final mission, there are several phase fights. And for some reason, every time I entered the second phase of one of the fights the first fight in particular there would be a random lag for like a second like the game would just freeze for like half a second in the middle of like high pace action mm-hmm. and then i'd be turned around i'd be like whoa what's going on here are you like trying to load too many assets or like what what's going on because it's not like we said you know it's very cartoony so i was like this is a weird performance issue um but honestly I, tech is complicated and i think overall it ran smoothly enough that I can't ding it on that front because it, it wasn't consistent. It very well might have been something on my end. Who knows? Mm. No, the opening cutscene at least is actually a common issue with um, almost everyone I've seen. Really? The game. I don't know why, but yeah, it's super laggy and choppy. And a couple of the people I watched were able to go into the settings and change something. I'm not too sure about the specifics, but then that improved the quality of that mm. cutscene. But yeah, it's a common issue. I don't know. Well, why. hopefully that gets taken care of then. Maybe it's just it just doesn't play nice with streaming for some reason. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Were they all streaming on uh, PC? Because I didn't really run into any problems with PS4. 
Uh, they might have been, yes, on PC. So it, it could very well be a PC port uh, specific issue. Or I'm just lucky. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it, it ran pretty great. And overall, again, like I, I think the easy, really quick takeaway from this is that if you're just judging it on whether it's a good remake of the original game, it is fantastic quality. It's very faithful, and uh, everything that you want to see improved is improved. TJ, were there any noticeable differences, I guess, from like when you experienced it back in the day to like maybe stuff that they updated or changed this time around that you liked or disliked? Uh, I mean, they added a couple of missions, but other than that, yeah. pretty much the same. Yeah, I, I know they added a deleted mission that didn't make the cut into the original game. Also, the uh, the skins as a sort of like reward for missions and all of that. That's new, right? Yes. I like that. I thought that was a fun way to encourage kind of completing the little the side objectives and the missions. I loved your clown outfit because then you could be like killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, there were two different clown outfits, actually. Oh, were there? There was uh, the one I was using was Killing Joke, but there was another one I, I don't remember what it was called. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I felt a little goofy that I ended the game as a freaking clown, but uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Very on brand. Yeah, yeah, it is. I love um, it. so silly. But yeah, I, I thought the skins were a cute little way to incentivize maybe going back and redoing missions um, because the game is very simple, and so I think it's it's dumb. But it's something where it's like, yeah, you know what? I'll go back. I'll redo that to get the skin or whatever. That's a nice little thing that they added for, like, replayability where you're just like, all right, collectibles. Yeah. Because, like, when it first came out, what, 05 on PS2? That wasn't really a thing. Yeah. I'm curious how you felt about the mission structure of this game. What do you mean? The way the game is structured, because basically you live in a menu, and you select missions, and you yeah. enter. It's very, like, early it, 2000s. It is very early 2000s. Um, I mean, I didn't really expect much of a change for a remake. Like, it would have been nice if they added a little thing where you just, like, go somewhere, and he's like, hey, there's a mission. But at the same time, it's also like, you're an alien, and you creep around, so... Where you yeah. gonna, where are you gonna go? I don't know what I was expecting, but I guess just like we've progressed so far beyond like here's a list of missions, yeah. select one and start it. That it was so jarring to me at the onset, just being like, oh, okay, I guess I'm just selecting the mission. Because also, uh, the game does a really uh, a really clever thing uh, as far as the gameplay loop of it has side objectives that give you bonus rewards. Yeah. Um, and usually those side objectives are actually the game telling you like the best way to complete certain tasks. So a lot of them you will complete naturally, but also like sometimes you might not notice it for a while and you'll be like, oh, I missed it. Uh, let me go back and do it. But then all of a sudden, again, it's it's a direct port. So like it takes that early 2000s mission structure in the way where like the moment you complete the objective, like as long as the game's like, oh, you you met the required state for the programming to be like you finished then the game just ends and it takes you back to like the main menu and sometimes i was like wait i thought i could go back and and blow up these cows or like whatever you know something like that and so i was like oh okay so overall i mean the mission structure both choosing it from a list but also the fact that like the way that missions ended kind of abruptly was very very jarring to me and it was one of my main complaints was that i would like to see some of those mechanics brought into the more modern age because like there are some wave missions, you know, which, whatever, like, they're fine. Some um, wave missions. 
Yeah, there are, there are a couple of <laughs> wave missions. But like the wave missions, you know, I'd be in the middle of a wave and I'd be like, oh my God, how am I going to get out of this? And then it would enter like slow motion and say mission complete. And I'd be like, but there's four tanks in front of me and like 20 people firing at, okay, I guess we survive long enough that the game thinks we're done. But very clearly like in the game world, crypto yeah. was not done. I almost wish they took more of like a Grand Theft Auto approach to the game. Yeah. Where you can just like go around and do stuff and then like obviously there's like the waves, but if there's like a bunch of people over there, you can run around and I think that would be crazy. That was my main uh, again, my main wish with the game where like I wish they mod- modernized it a little bit. And I'm not saying, you know, it doesn't have to be like cutting edge like mission design or whatever or anything like that, but literally if you just bring it a few years forward, if you just match uh, uh, what they did with Destroy All Humans 2, because mm-hmm. Destroy All Humans 2 was way more like that, where it's open areas and there are certain NPCs you interact with that will begin missions. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not like I want a big Destroy All Humans open world, no, but like an open area to explore from within which you can start missions. And then when the missions end, you're still kind of in the same area. Just for the sake of it not being so jarring, I guess. And yeah. to still give you the flexibility to continue uh, exploring. like Because there are little collectibles, um, like DNA things throughout and stuff like that. So like to give you the opportunity to be like, okay, you're done fighting this wave. But if you don't want to be done just yet, you can still fly around and collect these things. Which is weird because the game does have that. Um, once you complete a certain amount of missions, challenge areas open up. And those are like mini mini open areas uh with like four different challenges and i don't know why they couldn't maybe just find a way to like start the mission in that area and then once you're done just let it continue into the the whole open area as opposed to it being separate from the missions and the like i guess free play mode yeah maybe this was like an opening for them to make more remakes of destroy all humans and get more of your money because I, I don't see a reason why they didn't drop it as a bundle, especially since the game is, like, so relatively short. Yeah, that yeah. is one of my big, big thoughts about this game that I guess we'll talk about a little bit more towards the end. But I can see why this may have been a big undertaking, you know, like, remaking a whole game, even if it is, like, outdated, like, it's still not an easy task. Yeah. But it's it's just, like, if you're gonna go through that trouble, like, maybe, you know, take a little longer with it and update some of the mechanics yeah, to appeal more to the sensibilities of people in 2020. That really honestly begs the the common question nowadays of what a remake is, right? Sure. Because in a sense, a lot of people have been spoiled by the... Um, there's the Resident Evil 2 remake and the Final Fantasy VII remake that have taken pretty much the same game, but have totally redone gameplay mechanics and level design and all that stuff to where it's a whole new experience yeah. for people versus something like this remake or the rehydrated, uh, I don't even want to call that a remake, but uh, the Crash Bandicoot trilogy, you know, those are more, it, it honors the original source material and it's that concept of do you want the same exact game that you had all those years ago with just updated graphics or do you want something a little more and i think something like this like tells its audience like no we kind of we want something more out of it because we don't want the same exact experience and that's Mm -hmm. what it looked like to me at least it looked like the same game with the new graphics and maybe a couple different mechanics but not nothing extravagant yeah, I just for again for me personally, and, and my perspective is different as someone who never played the original version of this particular entry in the series. But the most fun I had in Destroy All Humans two 
was just basically playing it the way I play a GTA game, where it was, I had my little PlayStation 2 Slim, and I would carry it around with me everywhere in, like, a tiny, like, travel case, and so I'd hook up two controllers, and it would be me and my little brother with, uh, in that game there are different weapons, but, like, shooting the little discs that make people float around randomly, and just terrorizing the NPCs for no reason, like, not... We're not accomplishing goals, we're not unlocking anything, we're just running around messing with each other. And there, you can have that fun in this game after you unlock the the open areas. Um, but it, I would have liked to have seen a smoother transition because, uh, yeah, the, the mission structure is just so rigid in, like, accomplish this programming goal and it's over. Yeah. Um, that it was a little jarring. Although, it's not, like, to its huge detriment. Like, you know, I wasn't, like, upset with it. It was just... It's an area where I'm like, you, you could have done more. The mission length, I think, was to its detriment. Because a lot of them were incredibly short Quick, from what it yeah. looked like. I thought the mission length actually worked pretty well for a lot of stuff. Like, especially some missions you could tell were meant to introduce mechanics. And you'd be like, okay, cool, I got it. That was fun. Because you would have multiple missions in a single area. So, like, I was okay with the length. It's just that jarring, like, pulling you in and out um, again. And then with the wave missions in particular, it was very weird to have things just end like while you're still in combat with people. It's just it's just one of those areas where its design showed its age. Yeah. Although it was cool that they had like a, the upgrade tree and like transmogrify is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoyed that quite a bit. We'll get into the the upgrade tree in a second, but first I want to ask you, uh, how did you how did you find mission difficulty, TJ? Um, they they just weren't. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like I like I definitely have fun playing the game, but it's definitely not a hard game. Yeah, um, it's just more even like, the final <laughs> boss. No, interesting. Remember, I, I I said that John's a casual. Oh, maybe maybe that was it. I don't know because on stream he had a very difficult time with a uh, Mister Robo Prez. Yeah, very very much so. Uh, here was the thing for me. For me, uh, most missions were absurdly easy. To the point where, in depending on what you were doing, like, if if the task itself was not super fun, like, I really enjoyed the probes. Uh, that's where, that is where 90% of my upgrades went to. I was upgrade the probes and upgrade the brain extraction stuff. So I would be running around in, like, a sea of, like, 20 enemies, and I would have, like, two probes on dudes, and my brain, I was, like, making someone's head pop. Like, so at all times, I was taking on, like, three enemies in like stupid ways that were running around with their hands on their butts it was stupid dumb fun that i enjoyed in the game so like in those missions they couldn't touch me and i had fun because i was just like i was just goofing around uh but then some of the like the other missions that were less open i guess when they were too easy i was like okay that was fine and then randomly, certain missions would just get like stupid hard. In particular, uh, like Palazzo was mentioning, uh, at the very end of the game, you fight a boss. And the first boss, you have to fight in the saucer. And because I had put all of my upgrade points <laughs> into crypto. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that, that, this is what I mean about it being like stupid easy. Like when, whenever we had a saucer mission throughout the main game, Nothing can touch you in the saucer. Yeah. I never once was worried about health. I, I hardly ever even had to drain anything, which is how you regain health in the saucer. I never once was like, oh, no, hold up. I need I need more health. Like, no. In the saucer, I would just destroy everything. So did I was like, there is... destroy all humans? I did. 
Okay. And so there was no in <laughs> there was no incentive to ever upgrade the saucer because I was like it's not as much fun when you're in the saucer and also there's no danger level when you're in the saucer so I'm gonna put everything into crypto so at the end of the game all of a sudden I'm stuck in the saucer fighting this like multi wave boss and I was like well I guess I guess I gotta go unlock some more upgrades to upgrade the saucer because it's suddenly like nigh on impossible to fight this man I mean it was a at that point for me if you played in the way that i did it was a good incentive to force you and go do the challenges in the open world areas <laughs> like all right i'm gonna go upgrade now <laughs> yeah i literally had to go try each of the challenges at least once to get enough points to get like viable upgrades uh to defeat that boss but if like aside from that mission like i never ever would have put any points into upgrading the saucer because there was no point but after you got the upgrade was it still difficult uh, it was yes. challenging. <laughs> he, he like nearly cried on stream. <laughs> he just barely beat it. It's because I like after spending a whole day of just fighting the boss over and over, and then finally giving up and saying I'm gonna I'm gonna go get the upgrades. When I finally beat it, I just like it was this weight off my shoulders. <laughs> and in all fairness, we thought he died too. Yeah, it was like to the wire. So I can understand the relief when we realize, oh, no, yeah. the, the boss died, not him. But in hindsight, if it wasn't for like the added baggage of the day before, like if I had been upgrading the saucer consistently, it wouldn't have been that bad uh, because it it took what? maybe I think it was like three or four tries on that boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which like and I got consistently further each time. Like I think once I had the upgrades, I was always making it to the final area. I just had to like figure out the smartest way to maneuver it yeah. once you get like the patterns down it's pretty exactly because early on when i couldn't when i didn't have any upgrades it would be i wouldn't make it past like five seconds into the second phase so it was its own thing um but that's enough harping on that particular boss but yeah <laughs> so go watch the stream yeah go watch the stream <laughs> but yeah so like overall very very easy game maybe it's just be maybe it's because i'm weird and didn't put any points into the saucer that the final mission got stupid hard the missions overall suffer from that outdated structure where like you got to do things in specific ways uh if you try to deviate a little too much or you didn't do things in the right order you just get a uh, mission failed which uh is a little frustrating sometimes um but not too bad so upgrades. I think you heard my story with the upgrades. What was it like for you? What did you invest in? Did you uh, like the skill tree? I did like the skill tree. Um, I'm a big fan of Zapomatic. I um, mm -hmm. also like brain extraction. Um, and I had a couple with the spaceship. Um, just gotta fully remember if I could upgrade this spaceship back then. Um, but I was also really young, so I don't know. But nah, like I had fun. Again, it's, everything was pretty easy. The spaceship is definitely super easy. Um, yeah. I feel like I might have had more fun. Actually, I might have to replay it and do a run where I just don't upgrade the spaceship at all just to get it like more of a challenge or even any upgrades <laughs> and see if... <laughs> have fun. Go, go try it. Try it and let me know how it goes for you, please. We will do an updated episode a challenge just about run, your you know? experience with the final, <laughs> the final boss. Okay, so next let's talk about kind of like the narrative and the humor in this game. It's a very, it's a lighthearted, kind of simple narrative. Um, it's it's very much about getting stupid jokes in and... So many stupid jokes. Act that's that. I actually find the humor kind of smart. Like, like it's a lot like today. Exactly. Uh, that That's what I was yeah. about to say. I loved... Uh, especially considering that it's a 15-year-old game. I loved the way that it pokes fun at stupid humans and then 
I don't know, a lot of it felt especially relevant, like, for yeah, modern poli- day. With the politics, yeah. 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 I feel like there were a couple of dialogue options they added in for today's, like, atmosphere. Because it was, like, very relevant at certain points. I think those were, uh, were to my knowledge. Yeah, to my knowledge, there were no changes to any of that. It's, yeah, it's wow. just history repeats itself. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you're right. It's true. They were dealing with like the red scare too. So. The probing always has a quote that's so funny to me. <laughs> you probed a you probed a guy and he's like, ah, actually, this doesn't feel too bad. <laughs> While he's running away, <laughs> it's very South Parkian. What if they'll notice? Ah, to hell with it. Lace feels so nice. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's great. That to me is just fun. That's like Saints Row fun to me. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And eventually you do hear them repeat. But I, for me, it took like a hot second before I started. Re- like they never got repeated so often that I got sick of it. Uh, and I always enjoyed because um, there's there are lots of like brain powers in this game. And for some of them, you need to read minds to uh, uh, to keep them charged. Yeah. And I always enjoyed reading people's minds and seeing what stupid things they were going to say. Uh, like, you, you'd be walking down and, like, you'd hear, you know, this guy who presumably was, like, sleeping with his wife's sister being like, I hope she doesn't find out or whatever. And then later you'd, you'd read, like, a woman and she'd be like, oh, my God, and on our honeymoon or, like, something like that. <laughs> again, stupid things like that. And then also the stuff that was, like, Vic... I guess, yeah, kind of smart. I enjoyed the humor in this game. TJ, did you like it? Yes, I love the humor about it. Um, I think the humor is what made it so much fun to play. For sure. Like, obviously, you can do a bunch of wacky stuff. But if people weren't wacky in general, um, I don't think it'd be as much fun. And it also, like, added on to the fact that he's just like, these humans, these hoblobs are so stupid. And then you just, yeah. like, they just say stupid things. You're just like, yeah. Well, this is great. And their obsession with hating the cows, too, yeah. was so funny to me. They had it out for them. You don't mean that big ball of methane over there, do you, <laughs> Pox? Hey, everyone. It's me again with another super quick message. We just wanted to give a very special thank you again to all of our founding parents who supported our launch Indiegogo campaign. These include Adriana Larcon, Juan Sorrilla, Will Williams, Anne Baird, Giovanni Sorrilla, Andrea Jimenez Neste, Claudia Acosta, Marshy A, Jerry Benetados, Katrina Scott, Carolina Riverol, Alejandro Larcon, Alexia Wild, Giovanni Neste, Daniel Utset, and Zenobia Ash. Thank you all so much for the support. If you're listening and wondering how you can support, please consider backing us on Patreon at patreon.com slash shouldibuy or go to whimsicproductions.com which can link you through to just about anything you might want to see regarding the shows. Also, if you've been enjoying Should I Buy It though, please consider listening to our other podcast, Dungeons and Drimbus. It's an actual play D&D podcast. We are currently three episodes into our full season with several other mini-arcs available for listening. And... Spoiler alert, we have a few special guests and giveaways that are going to be going on on that show. And last, if you want to show your support of the shows, please consider writing reviews for us in the podcast app of your choice. It goes a long way to getting it out in front of other people. And share it with your friends who you think might enjoy it too. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll let you enjoy the rest of the episode. I love the voices in this game. So I don't know why I adore Crypto's voice so much, 
but you can watch every single stream anytime he opens his mouth. I I I love the voice acting in this game. Yeah, dude. <laughs> cool. <laughs> my favorite thing is Invader Zim, bro. Like that was my big thing. Yeah, the same voice actor that does Invader Zim plays um the main what's the name of the alien? Orthopox. Orthopox plays that character. And you also got the voice of Goofy in this game, and it's very obviously Goofy. Yep. Bill Farmer is a good good voice actor. Okay, here's here's a big takeaway from this for me. It's a it's a very simple game to talk about because it's it's very to the point. Just, there's missions, you do them. Yeah, when when I say that there's not much to dive into here, I don't mean that as an insult, like it's not a bad thing. It's a simple game by design. Yeah. And that is certainly to its strength. Um and it being a remake, like if you've played the original game, you know what this game is like. It has a story, you follow it, you do the missions. A lot of the missions you end up doing similar tasks yeah you kill a lot of people and you fight a lot of waves you pull brains out of butts that's the fun of the game like my takeaway from this like playing this game is that i really hope that they do a remake of destroy all humans 2 because unless my my memory is like really really over glorifying that game like that would be such a fun like i would love for them to release something like that with couch co-op for like for the kids today you know And that's, a, uh, yeah, a lot of the humor in this game is adult, but, like, I think kids can still enjoy it just fine. It Just those updated mechanics would help a lot. And I also think that uh, I would love to have seen them do, like, a reboot of this franchise. That would have been amazing. A new game, even if it was, like, a remake of one, but, like, just completely reimagined or something like that. And I'm sure that it's not out of the question for, for this studio. I'm sure that this is kind of, they're testing the waters here. And I'm sure that there's enough fan support for them to see that people would be interested in that. My hope, as someone who was very excited to play this game and is a fan of the second game and all of that, is that I hope that this opens doors to them doing bigger and better things with this franchise. Right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, the reaction to this game was pretty positive. Like, everyone yeah. who's played it before it was like, yo, this is great. It was just like, it's like it's just like I remember it. But the problem is, exactly. it's just like I remember it. <laughs> Before we go into a vote, uh, do any of the non-players have questions concerning the game? I have one. Do you think it was too expensive for what it was? No, I, I think $30 is a fair price for a video game. It's $30 on PC. It's $39.99 on PS4. Oh. Oof. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you deal with a, with a choppy opening cutscene, you get $10 off. <laughs> How replayable does it feel? medium i think uh if you go to the if you want to complete the challenges in each mission you can definitely do those i doubt it would take you more than one replay maybe two and then in the open world sections there's uh races that and like you know challenge missions that i'm sure you could try a few times before you get all three stars unlocked especially because some of them like you need more upgrades so like you do it the first time to unlock upgrades to then do better when you do it again I could see people like if you have fun with the structure of this game, you could you could definitely sink, you know, double the time into this game, just completing every little thing and maybe messing around with the NPC people a little bit. Uh, but I also don't see anyone sinking like 100 hours or more. into. This you can game. play it a couple of times. Like if you want to like max out your upgrades or like get all of the costumes and skins um, and then like. Like I was saying earlier, maybe if you do like a challenge run where you're just like, I don't want to use any of the upgrades. Let me try to run through this. But other than that, it's not 
it's definitely not one of those games where you're just like, oh my god, I miss it so much. Let me replay it. It's one of those games where you're just like, oh, I'm kind of bored. I got some time. Let me go. Yeah. Uh, probe some cows or something. Yeah, like <laughs> probing's fun, but the thing is that yeah, like the challenge is not high enough to, to I think warrant sinking you know countless hours into it. I think it's enough to like to have fun in it and then kind of let that go. Well, yeah. Would you say most of the fun is? in the humor and the concept or like in actual gameplay Mm, that's a tough one the thing is like the open world gameplay is pretty fun and the humor adds a lot to it i just think it's you it's not enough open world gameplay exactly that's that's why i keep going back to destroy all humans 2 because destroy all humans 2 takes that same uh humor and and levity and world and gives you a little bit more of a sandbox to play with uh for this particular installment, I think most of uh, the enjoyment lies in the humor and the concept. Just because, like TJ was saying, yeah, there's just not enough of the sandbox for you to really, like, let loose. Although, like, if I had got this game on, like, Switch for $30, I'd probably be thinking about it a little different. Sure. Anything else? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. In the case of Destroy All Humans... How do we vote? TJ? Are you going to make me first? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, this is hard. I'm going to preface this saying it is a really good, it's a really fun game. Um, mm-hmm. It's very enjoyable. It's funny. Um, you, the time spent on it does not feel like time wasted. Even sure. though it was not a lot of time. Maybe if it was cheaper, like for a $20 game, it'd be great. But we don't play like that. And also, it was yeah. the same game as the original. If you have a P- the people who will be mostly interested in this probably already have it on PS2. Um, if you're new to the franchise and you're just like, I got some extra money to burn, maybe. But um, I'm going to say it's a not buy for me. Just because, like, okay. it's, it's not enough. Not for that price. Yeah. All right. Well, in my case, uh, I think this is a really, really fantastic remake of an old game. And like you said, yeah, I definitely don't think that the time I spent with the game is time wasted. Uh, I had fun with the game. I, I don't regret giving it my time in that respect. But even for $30, I it's it's a fair price point, but I just I don't think it's worth buying over stuff that you can get today. Uh, ultimately, I hope that they, they see this not as a failure. Uh, and, and I don't think it's been received negatively at all. But I hope that uh, this this entry inspires them to either reboot the franchise or maybe make an adaptation of, again, 2 or one of the other games, but with updated mechanics, something like that, a little more modernized, to be a little more satisfying, because ultimately this is just missing a little something, and it's it's just a matter of, you know, it's a 15-year-old game. Like, yeah. it, it's a new release, but at its core, in almost every single way, it's still a 15-year-old game. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's worth a buy. So, wow. wow. you heard it here first, folks, in the case of Destroy All Humans. You should not buy it, though. Palazzo, you like you want to say something? <laughs> oh, no. Is my mouth open? <laughs> I do that. Sorry. Is that just pure I'm, shock? I'm just or? breathing through my mouth. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't. Mouth breathers. Sorry. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's very fair. I will say that a lot of the... Um, reviews that i saw of the game the majority of people were coming back to it mostly for like nostalgia you know what i mean yeah Yeah. so yeah i understand 
that's yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, even even though I never played the original, like, it gave me enough nostalgia character-wise. Because I love Crypto. Right. I love Pog. So, like, that was wonderful. Um, but just not enough to... Rec- like, there are so many good games. And not not that this is a bad game, but it's just not good enough anymore. Even then, it was, like, fun. But if I wasn't doing this podcast, I probably wouldn't even picked it up. Because it wasn't... Like sure. I needed to replay this game. I would wait for a price drop, honestly, for a game that is so similar. And with like the example of Crash Bandicoot, that was forty dollars when it came out, and you got three games remade, not just one. With this one, it really is the same game to a T, and um, the mission structure isn't exciting enough for me to say drop thirty or forty dollars on it. Wait mm-hmm. till it's like fifteen ish, and if you've never played it before then maybe check it out and that's what i'm surprised about because there were like four games before and like even if it was 60 bucks if they at least gave like the first three in it i'm like all right this is worth it right yeah i actually do when i saw how funny the game was and like i do love space stuff i kind of do wish i actually did get around to it um i but I, i'm not surprised that it's not a buy For the record guys i'm also not much of a space person like sci-fi just isn't my th- like i like star wars but like i don't I don't really like sci-fi. I love sci-fi, so there's that's the difference. Well, the game kind of reminds me not the humor reminds me of Saints Row ish, not yeah. as adult. Yeah. Um, but even, I don't know if any of you have played Naughty Bear. No. Mm-mm, but the no. it's like the same thing where it's simple, simple and chaotic fun. And I think yeah, I, I think it's gonna be free in like a few years, and I'll probably pick it up then, or if it's two bucks, five, eight bucks, I think it'll get. I I see this going on Game Pass you know within a year year and a half yeah playstation's probably gonna give that as a free bundle probably about like december that said i think that's all we got to say about destroy all humans i was so jazzed about this game and i still had fun with it but yeah it's just very straightforward review it wrote itself (laughs) yeah thank you all so much for listening this has been our review yeah we are whimsic productions you are a listener goodbye bye bye goodbye Goodbye, crypto. <laughs> Robo praise. Robo praise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like Amish or something. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>